Welcome to the Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and thanks for joining me on this broadcast. Or if you're listening on the podcast or watching a video, thank you. Uh, I hope you were with us for yesterday's broadcast or have, have been able to listen to or view it on the podcast or video. We kicked off this week with our focus on discipleship and our walk with Christ as Lord by talking about the discipline of spiritual tenacity. If you missed it or would like to listen again and or share it with others, you can find these and many others at loveandlordship.com. That's our website for the ministry, loveandlordship.com. And you can click on the Read, Listen, or Watch tab to find podcasts, articles, and videos, as well as the Podbean for podcast and Vimeo icons for uh, videos. Again, these and many others. I appreciate the comments and the feedback. Also, thank you for sharing them and those who have connected with the ministry. If you'd also like to make comments or uh, ask questions, please send those to me at loveandlordship, loveandlordship at gmail.com. That's loveandlordship, all spelled out and together, A-N-D in the middle, loveandlordship at gmail.com. You know, I find it very interesting that whenever I'm talking or sharing with pastors or church leaders that, that most all of them struggle to share anything difficult with their members or attendees in their messages. This is especially true when it comes to difficult or controversial topics in culture and when it comes to speaking the truth about discipleship. Jesus faced the same issues as the crowds and followers grew in numbers for all the wrong reasons. They were there to see his miracles, but they didn't believe in him. And in particular, they were there to be fed when he miraculously multiplied five loaves and two fishes um, and fed a crowd of probably somewhere between eight and 10,000 total. Um, the word spread. Obviously, they were excited about it. And then many more gathered and wanted to see what he was all about, but very few wanted to truly know him or be his disciple. You can read all about this in his powerful and difficult response in John chapter 6. Far too often today, the word spreads about a grace-based teacher or sermons or a church, which is more often than not a phrase better stated as truth-compromised, truth-changed, or truth-ignored messages. All essentially mean the same. We deliver a, quote, truth, unquote, that you can live with and feel good about rather than some of the hard truths of Scripture that will actually turn your life around and set you free. Discipleship is difficult. Scripture does not hide this, and yet in our modern-day culture and teachings, we seldom call for, teach, and model discipleship for what it is clearly called to be in Scripture. We do so at our own and at the peril of all those who will hear these watered-down messages. It doesn't have to be hellfire and brimstone, but it does need to be uncompromised truth, and that does nothing to minimize grace. That's what we're diving into in this week's messages, and today's includes actually two of the devotionals from My Utmost for His Highest. The first is entitled, The Determination to Serve. You find that in February 23rd, following right after yesterday's on the 22nd, we did uh, the discipline of spiritual tenacity, right? Today's the 23rd is the determination to serve if you're following along the print version or at myutmost.org. When Jesus handpicked disciples wanted to be in positions of authority, 
He gave them a very clear-cut response and definition as to what leadership actually looks like in his kingdom. And then he closed with a statement about his own example. On the heels of yesterday's message about spiritual tenacity, we hear Jesus say to his disciples, the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. A more modern-day translation says, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. That's Matthew 20, 28. Paul's idea of service is the same as our Lord's. I am among you as he that serves ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. Paul is simply continuing the model of Jesus. I share a lot of this in our book, The Authority of Love, the second edition. And after one conference, I had a pastor say to me, Greg, that, that's powerful and a great model. Well, duh, that's right, because you're going to find out why in just a second. What do you call this model? I responded, I don't have a name for it, and it's not mine, but I can tell you what the model is. It's the Jesus model. He paused for a few seconds and said, you know what, that's exactly what it is. To which I replied, then why aren't more churches following it? Chambers says, we have the idea that a man called to the ministry is called to be a different kind of being from other men. According to Jesus Christ, he is called to be the doormat of other men, their spiritual leader, but never their superior. I know how to be abased, says Paul. This is Paul's idea of service. I will spend myself to the last ebb for you. You may give me praise or give me blame. It will make no difference. So long as there is a human being who does not know Jesus Christ, I am his debtor to serve him until he does. You see, the mainspring of Paul's service is not love for men, but love for Jesus Christ. Folks, this is a huge problem in today's modern, psychology-based, research and market-driven churches. In our book, we state it this way. When we place the body above the head, we are in idolatry. This is essentially the point that Chambers is making in that statement that I just read and this devotional, which I also quote in our book. If we are devoted to the cause of humanity, in other words, if that's our priority to make sure men are satisfied and pleased, which it has so often become, he goes on, we shall soon be crushed and brokenhearted, for we shall often meet with more ingratitude from men than we would from a dog. But if our motive is to love God, what's the first and greatest command? Remember, that's the priority. If our motive is to love God, no ingratitude can hinder us from serving our fellow men. You see, this becomes an overflow of our love from and for God above everything else. Paul's realization of how Jesus Christ had dealt with him in the secret of, is the secret of his determination to serve others. I was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious. No matter how men may treat me, they will never treat me with the spite and hatred with which I treated Jesus Christ. Shouldn't we be able to say and be saying the same thing? I know I can and I have said it, knowing it was absolutely true. When we realize that Jesus Christ has served us to the end of our meanness, our selfishness and sin, Nothing that we meet with from others can exhaust our determination to serve men for his sake. 
Now, with this kind of understanding and attitude, we can then look to the second of today's two devos from my utmost for his highest and what our response can and should be. The title on February 24th, where this one comes from, is The Delight of Sacrifice. Again, find it on February 24th in the print or at myoutmost.org. But let me ask you this. Do you think of sacrifice in this way? It's a delight. I never did until I began to understand and grow in his love, in his teaching, in his authority. Listen to what Paul says about it and then how Chambers expounds on it in this devotional. In 2 Corinthians 12, 15, this is what Paul is saying about what God's called him to. I will very gladly spend and be spent for you. When the Spirit of God has shed abroad, the love, shed abroad the love of God in our hearts, we begin deliberately to identify ourselves with Jesus Christ's interest in other people. And Jesus Christ is interested in every kind of man there is. We have no right in Christian work to be guided by our affinities, what we think, how we feel. That's the problem in most of today's teaching and preaching. That's what guides it. This is one of the biggest tests of our relationship to Jesus Christ, Oswald Chambers says. The delight of sacrifice is that I lay down my life for my friend, capital F friend, Jesus. Not fling it away or throw it away, but deliberately lay my life out for him and his interest in other people. Not for a cause. Paul spent himself for one purpose only, that he might win men to Jesus Christ. Paul attracted to Jesus all the time, never to himself. I am made all things to all men that I might by all means save some. When a man says he must develop a holy life alone with God, he is of no more use to his fellow man. He puts himself on a pedestal away from the common run of men. Paul became a sacramental personality. Wherever he went, Jesus Christ helped himself to Paul's life. Chambers continues with us as we close here in our food for thought. Here's how he closes this day. Many of us are after our own ends and Jesus Christ cannot help himself to our lives. If we are abandoned to Jesus, we have no ends of our own to serve. Paul said he knew how to be a doormat from yesterday's teaching, right? Or, or earlier in this one, I should say, for the, the doormat. That's what we're called to be as leaders. He knew how to be a doormat without resenting it because the mainspring of his life was devotion to Jesus. We are apt to be devoted not to Jesus Christ, but to the things which emancipate us spiritually, set us free. So let's talk about that. That was not Paul's motive. I could wish myself were accursed from Christ for my brothers, sisters. Wild, extravagant, but is it? When a man is in love, it is not an exaggeration to talk in that way. And Paul is in love with Jesus Christ. My question to you and to me, are you and am I? Here's our love in action. Spend time with God and in his word and prayer and listening every day. Begin with the scriptures in this message. We don't have a lot of them, but it's a great place to start if you don't have any others. And then see where that leads you. Second, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. Number three, what does it look like for you when it comes to serving Christ and serving others? 
And here's the tough question. Are you delighted to serve and even sacrifice for Christ and others? Or is it coming from your flesh? Allow the Spirit to lead you into a determination to serve and sacrificial delight. Now tomorrow, we're going to have another wonderful Wednesdays for Women with Adia Wishner. Try and say that three or four times fast, right? Join us and be sure to invite your family and friends and loved ones and enemies to hear more on this discipleship walk, tenacity, discipline, determination to serve. We're going to find out more even tomorrow. The delight in sacrifice. Now, again, you can find out more if you visit our website, loveandlordship.com. That's loveandlordship, all spelled out and together, loveandlordship.com. Our book is on the icon right there in the middle of the homepage, The Authority of Love, second edition. Spell out S-E-C-O-N-D if you're looking for it or searching for it online. Um, love to hear from you. You can reach me at loveandlordship at gmail.com, loveandlordship at gmail.com. Also, if you feel the Lord is using this ministry as a kingdom ministry, bringing kingdom fruit through you or others, consider giving to us. Pray about that. If you desire to do so, there's a give tab near the upper right of our webpage, 11lordship.com. You can do so there. You can also give through mobile devices at cash app, cash.app, A-P-P, forward slash dollar sign 11 lordship dollar sign 11 lordship is all spelled out and together with both l's capital cash dot app forward slash dollar sign 11 lordship and finally if you'd like to give by mail you can do that send it to 11 lordship at 324 timothy drive nicholasville kentucky 40356 and as always if we're not the one he's leading you to give to keep praying until he shows you who that might be, and then be obedient to follow through on that. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day, and God bless in Christ. Stay tuned for Greg Horn and Hope is here at 1245. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.